The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Nigamort, aka VP Big Knees. And we are rejoined. The triumphant return of the, the queen of niggatry, our Seastrin, Seasta. Candace is back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm back. Woo. It feels good to be back. I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break from adulting now. So this was the perfect time to make my triumphant return because I've clocked out of everything adult. So I'm in party mode. Oh, here's London. Yeah. Pretty, but yeah, I'm back. I'm glad to be back. I can't. I got my dragon pantaloons on for today, and uh, yeah, throw it over to Curtis. Uh, Curtis the Menace on the mic, Trillificent on social media, and that's it. Uh, I feel dry like these episodes were this week, but that's fine. We'll still give you (laughs) hashtag content. Before we do that, though, uh, usual announcements. Use the ha- the hashtag Ratchet Ramblings Pod whenever you tweet or listen, um, tweet about the show or post about it. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and Facebook. Is Ratchet Rambling on Twitter and Ratchet Ramblings on Instagram and Facebook. And we haven't gotten a new one in a little bit, so leave us some ratings and some reviews on iTunes or Stitcher so that we can enjoy your praise. And last, remember, we have a merch store. You can get yourself some shirts, a mug, a tote, stickers, and all kinds of good stuff. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash ratchet ramblings and pick yourself something nice and represent. And that is it with the Well, I guess we can go ahead and, and announce it early. Um, so we will not have an episode next week. The uh, the um what do I want to call it? I was going to say something rude, but <laughs> the vow renewal <laughs> that Candace has been alluding to for the past few months <laughs> is this coming weekend. And so we're going to take next week off from the show because people are trying. You know, that- <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, I'm entering terrible too. <laughs> that is correct, London. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> she was out of her bed. Stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer. <London>. <laughs> <laughs> Motherhood <laughs> in <the> flat. 
uh, her black motherhood at its finest. But yeah, <laughs> London, London was the was the uh, listeners of the show when they heard that no new episode next week. <laughs> listen, listen, we need to get the sound bite off that. That should remind me of that that old black man who started crying. <laughs> 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 oh, mother of the year, everybody. Know me. Uh, mother of the year on podcast of the year. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's it for announcements. And I guess we can get started, yeah. 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 So let's start with uh growing up hip hop. This was episode quote unquote 13, episode three of season three. I don't know why they still do this as season two, but whatever. So it was wilding out. Um, I don't have a lot of notes because stuff happened, but it wasn't that interesting, I guess. So, <laughs> Bow Wow was being a diva about the So So Deaf tour, which is so funny because so we were talking about that last week, and last Sunday the the show was in Atlanta. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw uh, some of my friends or, or acquaintances that lived there and they were going to the show. And I text Jeremy like, nigga, did you know that the show was there? But of course, big knees don't know shit. So. Yeah, good luck everybody. Which, you know what, I don't blame you because I don't know if I would have... I, shit, I wouldn't have known either. Well, you know? I was... Was Candy on that tour with Escape? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. um, I believe... She has been. Uh, okay. But I don't know if she's picking and choosing cities or I, if she's on the tour completely. But I know JD was making a big deal about the original Escape. But when I looked it up, they billed it as Escape Tray or whatever they call themselves with the goddamn three mm. on the end. Mm. So. When you do clap. But they had a lot of I'm people not... on the list. Like <laughs> Jagged Edge, Escape, what bone crusher? Yeah. Um Brad. Young Bloods. I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember a lot of the Brat's hits. <laughs> I don't I thought the Brat had two hits, Functified and What Do You Like? <laughs> oh, oh, there <laughs> we go. Those are the only songs I remember from the Brad. I'm and sorry. you know what? When JD said that Bow Wow is the most successful artist on So So Death, I feel like when the Brad and the rest of them watched that, like that should humble them down. Like it should. <laughs> like you, you, you would think. And I'm just, I know that these, I know that these older acts do like these nostalgia tours and cruises and time joiner cruises and all that kind of bullshit but i don't want to go to your concert with no new music i'm sorry i'm i'm so sorry like i can i can go on apple music and listen to all your old music and stay within my 15.99 14.99 family plan should i say I, I don't want to see Escape performing those songs still sounding like shit. I saw a video clip of Jagged Edge sounding like shit. Ooh, that shit had me in tears because that nigga was <laughs> like, this about mic sound mic like fuck. shit. It, I'm like, nah, it ain't the mic, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I did. The collective that I saw was that they weren't sounding good. Although I'm not surprised because two of them JD sound the cheap. same. Well, two of them sound the same and I've never been convinced that they know how to harmonize. And the other nigga, I don't even know why he there. 
the nigga that kept going to jail. I was surprised he wasn't in jail for this. I was just like this, and I say that as someone who's enjoyed Jagged Edge's music. But I was like, but I'm not, I'm not delusional. Like y'all ain't got no harmonies. Yeah, in 2018, (laughs) I'm be honest. I don't want to hear Candy singing. I don't want to hear Tiny singing. I don't want to hear Jagged Edge singing. I don't want to hear Bone Crusher uh, ATL stomping. Um, I don't want to hear JD performing that song he had with Jay Z. But Jay Z ain't never there to do his part, the best part. I don't want to hear none of it. the other thing, the other clip that we saw from the show last week was Bow Wow. He has some very select words for his, as we now know, ex-girlfriend. Mm. What's her name? Kiyomi. Uh, Masika Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Masika Beta. <laughs> Masika Light. <laughs> Masika one point nine five because she's not a two point but it's so yeah. I mean, what did he say? He was what did he say? He was just something like I got rid of that trifling bitch, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. He's like, no, I'm single because I don't fuck with you know raggedy bitch. Something stupid like that. About what being. And was she like, was a raggedy bitch, and that's just we can call it what it is. So, when I listened to the show last week, um, and I hadn't caught up on it yet. So when I listened to the show, I was like, okay, let me see what this bitch about. She's every bit of raggedy as y'all described her <laughs> last week on the show, <laughs> even more so because um, what what kind of bitch is laying up in a nigga's Mama house. <laughs> like, I'm have y'all pulled together that. the fact that Bow Wow lives with his mama? I said that on the first episode, or whatever episode was the first one of growing up hip hop, because yeah. he was like the what they call it the, the mama boss like, mansion. Yeah, the mom. yeah, because the mama was like, she's just always. Uh, I've never gotten to spend time alone with her. We're always in the house together, and I was like, skirt, skirt. <laughs> Uh, you laying up in a nigga mama house talking about you a bad bitch. That's not how any of this works. You don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of, sweetheart. I mean, we that... we know that from last week because she don't. She also don't know how to follow directions and take the right exit. So, and I thought it was creepy. Um, the conversation she had with his mom was creepy. Uh-huh. That that weirded me out, and so to hear that they're not together, I wanted it. I wanna. I'm for and against Bow Wow in a lot of ways. I'm against you bringing random women around your daughter that you only are with for three to four months. You got this girl hugging your daughter, this, that, and the third, and we would not we, but niggas would have a fit if the tables was turned, and that was a woman bringing a man. That she's not gonna be a long term around her daughter. Yep. They, I was like, this is strange. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I've I've chalked it up to the fact that you know Kiyomi is raggedy. Like we said last week, Kiyomi raggedy, but it's also about one. So it's like two bozos together. <laughs> it's like she raggedy, but he gives the the invitation and space to be. When raggedy. I when I watched him go to Masika's listening party. And I was just like trying to really figure out 
like I said, y'all have valid points where it's friends. Like, Bow Wow in the past has acted very single in his relationships. I didn't get that energy when he went by Masika's, like, little listening party. He kind of felt, he kind of came across to me agitated that she couldn't take the hint. Yeah, that was when the, yeah, I was about to say that, like, in that. She came, ac- he came across really agitated, like, yo, you've been calling, calling, calling. I know you wonder why I'm not answering. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Like I got a woman, <clears throat> and like Masika would. But again, it's Masika being Masika, just being thirsty and messy. Like you, you are you a different type of bitch to be thirsty for Bow Wow. <laughs> and today, in 2018, you a different type of bitch to be thirsty for Bow Wow because you can't be every, that thirsty because that ain't a very tall drink. So everything and everything that Bow Wow has is in his mama name. You better off trying to go eat his mama pussy. <laughs> you, Not you are better off getting with Shy Moss Mama over him because she the one is the she the gatekeeper of the coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, and then they actually. talked about his depression. And I just, you know, there's nothing you could do about somebody's depression if they don't want help for it. But at the same time, um, I don't, I can't, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to sit here and uh, say what is or is not depression. Bow Wow comes across to me like somebody who's, uh, who never had to grow up because he was very sheltered by his mom, by JB, by the brat, by people they had around him. He just seems really sheltered and doesn't know shit. Cause when JD was like, you know, that tour bus that you had at 13, you paid for it. 15, you paid for it. You've always paid for your own tour bus. You've always paid for your own uh what do they call this shit when they get a list of demands? What is that shit called? I can't remember the name of it, but you pay for all of that shit. And he like, huh? I did? What? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like you're in your 30s and you've been in the game longer than a lot of people. How, How do you, not, do you know not, not know this? How do you not know that? Right. That's why it it made a lot of sense when they finally got to that point in the episode why JD kept laughing at the beginning. JD was like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not paying for that. I've never I never have. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, I'll pay for my tour bus, and if y'all want to be on there, that's fine. Which I stand a motherfucker that's uh efficient with the finances. Yeah, he thrifty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, have you ever seen them goddamn luxury ass tour buses? It's more than enough fucking space. Yep. Not yeah. only that, but knowing how wild Bow Wow is, it's just like you don't need your own tour bus. Just so you can bring this girl along and y'all can be fucking while you're on tour. That's all you want. That's all it is. Yeah. For (laughs) a relationship we see that didn't even last throughout the tour. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? So I'm real curious to see if we're going to see the, which I'm kind of feeling we are, we're going to see the breakdown of this uh, relationship before it actually happens. She a little too jealous for me. A, a little, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's. I was just watching. Like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't listened. I don't actively listen to Bow Wow's music 
past, present, or future. However, um, what do she expect from a rapper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like rapper had rappers got protocol shit that they do. Staying out all night and not texting they bitches is one of them. Yep. Like it's at the top of the list. If you gonna date a nigga that rap, you can expect him to not come home some nights, and then guilt trip you about it when he, when he do. Like, <laughs> right? Like if you were smart, you would do what you know the smart women do and, and get yourself something out of it. Get yourself a nice bag, some jewelry. Like every time you do this shit, you already know you're gonna have to play makeup. Yeah. But you on some misery shit, like <laughs> when he gaslights you, just hit up the pockets. But she, she not. like uh I you know that's mine. Like, girl, it's so little of them. <laughs> right. You can have it. Yeah. I mean, bitch, you didn't start out with a whole cookie. You started out with some crumbs. <laughs> he just a little piece of crumb. Maybe just a little little drink of water. You know them little short water bottles and shit. The real is like three ounces in there. That's yeah. him. Yeah, he that just, ain't no he, tall drink of water, baby. Don't nobody yeah. want that. He but Masika, he just a little juice box. Little juicy juice, little six ounce juicy juice, yeah. bitch. He just a nobody. Little juice, son. Yeah, and not even the wild cherry. He like kiwi strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we have we have drifted like that two of us. oh man about deb atney and uh oh first of all let me say this her idea for having a restaurant a lounge and a strip club that shit genius but i could go be classy and freaky all in one little atmosphere and then and then get some steak and lobster tail like I see the vision, and from the from the looks of what we saw, it looks really nice. It does look nice. It does look nice, and it's that's some shit. It's like well, you can go to the same spot three weeks in a row and have a different experience. I, I like yeah, that. I don't. I like I don't, that shit. I fuck with it. Um, they are tired of the music business. Yeah, she that, does. That was what I got. I was, she tired. She, of, she tired of and she uh, she babysitting tired rappers. Of- Yes, and, and ratchet bitches and everything else. Like she told Masika, like, I'm not gonna be able to do that, sweetheart. Yeah. I'm done managing. She, ain't, she don't even manage her own son no more. Masika, I always get what I want. Do you? Because you surely didn't have you didn't get any clean heels. Mm. So I mm. or a nigga that, that can see you, but well yeah. <laughs> he's his way out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> he saw his way right off of Love and Hip Hop after two episodes. No. But yeah, she was like, Miss Deb is done. She tired. Yeah. She's tired. Like She's tired of Johnny. The only discernment that the brat has had, well, let me take that back. I don't care for the brat. No. I I don't. I, no. I've tried. I don't. This show, this, as I said in previous episodes, when we she has made herself supremely unlikable on growing up hip hop Atlanta. But the one thing she has constantly been right about has been Johnny Blaze. Constantly. She has told Miss Deb, that girl don't want what you want for her. Don't know about your business. That girl don't want to win. 
She did. You know what? Yeah, she said. Didn't she say that last uh, episode, Jeremy? Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, because before the all the shit happened, and Johnny, you know, turned into a little Tasmanian devil. The Brad told her she was like, "It's always gonna be the same shit with her." Yeah. And sure enough, that's the one thing the Brad write about. She ain't write about shit else, but she write about that. Yeah, she. I will. Um, you know what? I I'm I'm going. She write to, about some of the Bow Wow stuff. Yeah, yeah. She she is yeah. right about some of the stuff about Bow Wow. However, she is also a perpetrator of the stuff that she always is hounding Bow Wow about. So it's like, and JD, you, you always see- forgive him. You always let him come back. Well, bitch, you, he said, "Oh, I right, my bad." And, and then you it was did like, the same I shit. <laughs> I can't stay mad at him. <laughs> He won't grow up, but that's why we love him, sis. Which is it? Is it Uchi Wally or is it one Mike? Mm-hmm. Is it the Brett or is it Chantel? Ain't her name Chantel? Well, <laughs> it's, <Doesn't> neither. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither. It's oh. neither. Her name is court appointed payments. That's what her name is. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you I know what's what? What is going on that she has never put out any more music? Not that I would listen to it. <laughs> I'll wait for it. I'll... I think that's. The, I think you answered your own question. Who the fuck gonna listen to it if she does? Mm. <laughs> that's I'll... what I would listen. But why hadn't she tried? And like, I also... give me something to reject. I also feel like I feel like the answer in that lies in JD. If JD not doing nothing, then she not gonna do it. And yeah. JD is not making music of his own. I feel like he's uh, scaled back how much he works in, uh, completely. And I just mm-hmm. you've never you've never seen the brat on her own. If we're gonna be honest, she has always done her thing with JD beside her or behind the scenes when she decided she wanted to be sexy for five minutes. Which I I was here for that era. However. (laughs) I feel like the brat is to JD what Memphis Bleak is to Jay-Z. Like, she on the payroll. She don't really do shit, but that's like when, that's his best friend and that's just what the fuck it is. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. It's like you made me some money back in the day. You made yourself some money, but you know now watch my kids. Right. You haven't really done much for yourself outside of that, and that's not on me. However, we you still the homie. (laughs) Yeah. Like I really feel like like JD and and the Brett, they go find bitches together. Like that's always been their thing, and it always will be. Until they both too dusty. Yeah. That's you know what? It's right. it's annoying too because the brat is really pretty, but her her attitude is just like mm. I agree. Mm. When they went to that uh sneaker boutique, <laughs> I was like, I is this what rich look. people do? I don't want to drink no fucking champagne around a bunch of shoes. Well, I'm like, buying no goddamn sneakers, bitch. Just like, wrap my shoes up yeah. and leave me alone. I was like, maybe that's just, but you know what? I guess that's some rich people shit. If I was rich and that was the experience, I guess I would go with it, I guess. But if it smelled like a footlocker, that's why I'm, I don't get the aesthetic because I'm like, the shoe store usually don't smell very well and I don't want to drink 
It either smell like leather or bullshit. Or leather bullshit. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see what else. So we talked a little bit about Masika. So Masika rolls up on Jazzy Faye. She's like, I've known Jazzy, blah, 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 blah. So it's the typical question that we have in these situations. We talked about it before. The same question we have with Brooke and a few other people. If you have all these connections, why are you struggling so much to make music happen? If you've known J- Jazzy Faye for umpteen years, why because are you still has, struggling? It seems she spends more time laying on her back trying to secure the bag mm. than actually develop uh, fine-tuning uh, the craft that she wants to have. Like some of her music that has been played, the first thing that comes to mind is it will sound amazing if somebody who could actually sing was singing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because she hasn't taken the time to do vocal lessons, do vocal coaching. You know, she hasn't done anything except for hop from one reality series to the next and yep. look the fuck stupid. Correct. Yep. Which is why it is with them cheap ass wigs, girl. Always talking that shit, and your edge just looks like somebody sprayed them with glue. Right. You look the fuck. That's why I found it ironic when she was talking about uh, Kiyomi. She was like, Bow Wow done got him a little Instagram hoe. And I'm like, well, Masika. You an Instagram hoe. <laughs> you an Instagram hoe of old because you used to be a video vixen. How you judging this girl? Right. You had a baby with a nigga with one eye, with one eye and, that, and he ain't seen y'all since. With one eye and no checks. <laughs> Hello? For you, anyway. Because I don't believe he not getting money, but he ain't got none for you. Right. When you just got out of some shit with with uh, Lisa Scott, Lisa had to tell you, and which is the irony of her being one to tell you, but like she was like, girl, fit ain't still neither one of us. Like, go on about your damn business. Mm-hmm. Hood when you're stupid. Yeah. And then so she and my thing with her is bouncing around being messy in ATL asking everybody and they fucking mama about Bow Wow. You talked about you talked about we used to talk. She um I'm like Miss Deb and, and asked her about Bow and Miss Deb was looking like I ain't that nigga mama. Like, why are you asking me about him? And I was just like, you, hmm. all right. You just find new ways to look thirsty and look the fuck stupid. That's why I'm in there. Like, look, I ain't working for you. Yeah. And I, I mean, <laughs> try to do music. No, you got to try to be messy. Nothing withstanding because you being messy over Bow Wow. But I mean, I guess mm. it almost feels like it's one of those, yeah, we used to be friends and we flirted, but we never really like crossed the edge. And I want to. But he not being receptive, and it's just like, yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting to. It's just like timing, timing. I mean, I know you used to get in your way because you like to lay on your back, which I mean, shout out to you if that's what you want to do. But you don't have to look stupid over a nigga that's in a relationship, <laughs> like. So, because uh, when she had that, when she had her listening party, which looked a little janky, I'm not gonna lie. It looked like a kickback at somebody's house, but that's fine. Bitch, 
you know, I think that's what it was. Bitch was serving beanies and weenies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, on brand. <laughs> 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 so Frank and Frank and Beans ass bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Cheap ass Moscato. <laughs> Everybody left out there having a the shit. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I wanted to do a little listening party for what, bitch? For one single? Just put that. <laughs> Put that bullshit on iTunes and go, bitch. Put that shit on SoundCloud, bitch. <laughs> leave us the fuck alone. Ooh. And leave Bow Wow alone. He seemed so fucking annoyed with her. <laughs> when he popped out, and that's why I was like, I know this Kiyomi bitch is, is very stupid because... <laughs> He went to Masika shit to tell her, listen, I, I see your calls. I see your texts. I got a woman. I'm not going to answer. I don't want no drama. Deuces. Like, he like, yeah, I bet you wondering why I don't keep it. I'm not answering all your texts, all your calls. I was like, this nigga's stunting. But still, she like, well, if she's that insecure, like, girl, he said what the fuck he said. If he willing to adhere to what that insecure bitch is doing, don't know about your goddamn business. Right. Trying to yeah. tell him, oh, well, if you with somebody who won't let you be yourself, you're going to end up cheating. And I was like, girl, just, just pull your... trying to convince him of. Right. I'm like, girl, just pull your pussy out and go. Right. I'm like, just pull the panties to the side because. Just fucking go. Because mm. you're doing the most. You know what that situation reminded me of? It re- Shit. What show was it? Uh, it was uh, what's the one in New York? Uh, Loving hip hop. Mm. When uh, that nigga Jaquay and uh, oh, what's the bitch name that was trying to throw him some pussy when they went to one that always be playing. Oh yeah, I can't the one, her name. the one that looked like handsome Squidward. Handsome Squidward. What's her name? <laughs> I can't remember. I know who you're talking about though. But remember when they Bianca? went? Ain't it Bianca? No, not Bianca. No, it wasn't Bianca. It was the. Uh... Oh, what is her fucking name? Bree. No. Was it Bree? No, 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 not Bree. Oh, the no. one that was fucking rich dollars at one point. Anais. 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 Remember when they went and Anais was trying to throw Jaquez some pussy? <laughs> he was like I'm good, love and joy. <laughs> That's what the situation with Masika and Bow Wow remind me of, because she just jockeying it every which way. He like, I, I shall not partake. Yeah. At least we see now, because that weird vibe that they that he that they had when he met up with Little Mama. I, I you know I guess now we have our answer. He wasn't really vibing at her. I see, because I, to me, I I kind of settled. The previews, <clears throat> the previews made that seem weird, and she don't want to fuck him, and he don't want to fuck her. That's she what just I'm saying. Said, I, I, I she like on, watch out for me musically because I'm here now. Yeah, I settled on you know music shit, and worst case scenario, they might go get bitches together, but they're not trying to do nothing together. Yeah. Because pimping, pimping was trying to blow down on little mama, 
<laughs> that oh, that shit was first so of all, pimping checked by a while a little bit on he the did. pool was yeah. like, you know, you're doing a lot, bro. Yeah, pimping me using <laughs> on the on the on him. I like Bow Wow, but he don't have to stop trying to act like his career would have been the same if JD didn't launch it. Yeah. Like I don't I don't foresee any other big name at the time that could have launched Bow Wow as successfully as JD and So So Def did. Because So So Def had a young energy at the time when Bow Wow came out. Because yeah. Escape came out, they was pretty much teenagers. Them jagged edge niggas was pretty young. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The brat yeah, was young when she came out. Yeah, the brat was young. So <clears throat> Bow Wow wouldn't have had the same career. Right, no. He wouldn't have had the same career with another label at the time. Yeah. So for him to keep acting like he made so so deaf, I'd be like, listen, kid. Yeah. You made some coin. You you had yeah. some you are a you vessel. had a hell of a career. But you need to get it the fuck together. And then Pimpin was like, little mama gonna keep fucking around and she gonna be baby mama. <laughs> that shit had me but Pimpin was like, because uh, cause what Bow Wow said he was like, they like family, and Pimpin was like, Well, you not treating family like family right now. Cause you were just crying about this last season. Now look look at you doing the same thing. Yeah. So he finally agreed to be on the tour. After JD had to lay, you know, the little reality check on him about the tour bus shit. And was like, I don't do that. Which I wonder <laughs> if um I wonder if that was some of the shit that may have gone down last season when, when Bow Wow was claiming he didn't get paid like he was supposed to. I wonder if he had all those goddamn all those goddamn uh requirements and shit and it came out of his part of the tour money. It might have been. I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, that just goes back to what you were saying earlier about him having been in the games for so long and not knowing how it worked. You don't know how the business side of it worked. The financials. Yeah. But let's wrap up growing up hip-hop. So Johnny Blaze, um, she met up with Miss Deb's son, I guess. And he basically was convincing her to call her and try to work it out. Um, the only thing I really wanted to say out of that is Johnny, fuck you, Tom, because he was like, "You're a bitch," you know. And she was like, "Oh, I guess that's just a Gemini." I was like, "No, that's the the need for medicinal therapy in you. That don't got nothing to do with you being a Gemini." Exactly. Don't when put I, evil on us. When I was watching, I was like, "I know Curtis don't take offense to this." You goddamn right. <laughs> Shit. I knew Curtis was gonna be like, "Don't you wish that evil on on us, Rick about But that's you on your own. You on your own, cause <laughs> that <laughs> level of crazy that ain't got nothing to do with the moon, the stars, the mountains, or the rivers. <laughs> <laughs> that is you. Own up to it, baby girl. Right. Um, and she called Miss Deb, and that shit had me hollering because she was like, "Would you, you know, can we meet and talk?" Miss Deb was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like they said, yeah, but she was like, okay, girl, whatever. Yeah, she, You know what? And I feel like she's going to have that same attitude that she had with Masika. Miss Deb is done. She is done. Yeah. As she should be, specifically with Johnny. Yeah. Like, let her do her own thing. She supposedly got three EPs coming out in the same month, which... Mm. Don't want it. Listen, her and that piranha-ass mouth can go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That bitch mouth definitely looked like a piranha. Yeah. She, she wouldn't she didn't have all this plastic surgery and bitch ain't got no veneers. She definitely looked like um reptile in the mouth. She like fucker. She's she a brat. Like... She she too old. Yeah. She yeah. got some talent, but she's a fucking menace everywhere she goes. She has the same outcome. Everybody she works with. You're the mm. problem, sweetheart. Yeah, you're Go a liability. Hell. You're you are the liability. She Great. do have a strong mouth though. She definitely looked like she could bite through a bank vault. Yeah. But you other know. than that, that's it. So we can move on. She's to, a bumper um, of a Cadillac. A mouth looked like the bumper of a Cadillac. The old school one though with the metal. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna move on to Married to Medicine, episode eight, pajama drama. Um Boom. Listen, I'm so sick of Simone and that goddamn overbite. <laughs> also, too, as well. Ed. But I'm so glad that she finally, finally gave, gave Cecil some, some, some pussy. First of all, I'm so sick of this bitch acting like she don't know her husband. Right. Cecil ain't, Cecil ain't changed that fucking much in 20 plus years where you act like you don't know how to fuck your husband. I feel like Simone was fucking somebody else. I don't know why I just do. She acting way too brand new. She acting like her and Cecil just having sex for the first time. Bitch, y'all got two kids. Right. <laughs> you been slipping and sliding on that dick. Go play Go play with your orthodontist. Don't play with us. We done here. You well, playing in been, our fucking face. She been playing with her orthodontist. That's why she in the situation she in now. Mm. How are you so best friends with a dentist? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Mm. And won't get them fuck won't get a fucking Invisalign. Again, the bitch playing in our face and also as well with that ugly ass uh onesie, Halloween onesie <laughs> in the middle of spring. <laughs> bitch, no. Okay. Oh Just no. Yeah. yeah, that was it was pretty bad. But uh Dr. Jack had me hollering when she said when she told uh when Simone told her that and Dr. Jack was like, Oh Lord, finally, cause she been a bitch. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, a typical Dr. Jack effect, she didn't say that, but she definitely yeah. we know. picked up on the meaning, we know. Right. And we agree, because she definitely has been a demon from hell since she ain't been getting no dick, allegedly. <laughs> um so that was nice. Uh, so Dr. Contessa is still on the mend after her surgery. And uh, Dr. Scott came in there and was like, girl, if the you girl's don't girl's ready to meet me, them titties want to meet daddy. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. He's ready to, he ready to like, fuck something. He, he ready to see what the new hardware looked like. But she was like, nah, my twins. When she says they still look like they've been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Dr. Scott because he he seems like a very uh dutiful husband. Agree. Like, he not just there to be there as a man, like he's actually there because he cares and is you know loves his wife and wants the best for. Her. So I like seeing them, even on them kids. Ooh. Ooh, them kids. Ooh. I was like, them kids jumping on her made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it made me anxious. That that that's the better word. It made me anxious. But I agree. I like Dr. Scott. I like him. I him and Contessa about the only couple on the damn show that I like. 
they the only couple that I give a fuck about, to be honest. Now, I like Dr. Jackie individually. Too. Correct. Yeah. They both. I would. I, I would watch a sex tape with them. Yeah. Agreed. I, I would participate. Especially, she got them new titties sitting up. Yep. Yep. But the rest of them, yeah, I, I'll pass on them. As I feel like Dr. Eugene is like a cuck. Oh, he definitely a bitch. He just he about messy as his goddamn fat ass wife. Two fat motherfuckers, man. Two skin slapping hog tied bacon slurping motherfuckers. Forgive me, but I just and and neither of them are attractive enough to carry on the way that they do. Toya Toya without makeup looks like Eugene if he had weight loss surgery. Like, it's so fucking much and they always fucking gossiping and I... Canada came back with a vengeance god damn this is what I was hoping for that's why I'm not even really saying too much I'm letting her do her thing it's been it's you it's been too many weeks that she's been away so y'all y'all have to soak all of this up but she's not wrong in any respect no, she is not. She's absolutely correct. I just how you a bunch of rich bitches in Atlanta and y'all ain't found y'all no good uh wig person, wig maker yet. Mm. How your hair just always fucked up, your wig always fucked up, your attitude fucked up, Toya, the way you wobble fucked up, bitch. You look like your neck, your back, your ankle, and your kneecap hurt, bitch. <laughs> Walk like you should be on crutches, bitch. Oh, Forrest Gump. Run out some goddamn leg braces, ass bitch. You need your posture adjusted. Y'all don't have no uh, chiropractor in y'all group of friends, bitch. <laughs> Please find me on Twitter, bitch, if you got a problem. Because I'm you. <laughs> I mean everything. I mean this with everything in me that somebody really needs to punch you. Somebody need to knock the wig off your goddamn head. Oh, like you really need to have a her wig is coming off moment. <laughs> like you've been a weirdo, messy bitch all season with multiple women in the group, and I am so fucking confused. Mm. First with Doctor Contessa, then with Quad. It's like, girl, you need a fucking. You know what? You don't need a job, bitch. You need some herbal life. Wow. <laughs> You and Eugene. <laughs> all the fucking you claim y'all doing, bitch, you still can't mind your motherfucking business. <laughs> all this cocaine is sniffing, you can't keep your nose out of other people's business. <laughs> I, I like, I've been waiting to dog you, Toya. Like, I would be studying for the PE on Sundays and been like, damn, I can't wait to get back on the show and cuss this bitch out. This is so weirdo. We could tell. <laughs> I mean, even from throwing birthday parties, that's appreciation parties for your husband, bitch. That is so stupid. <laughs> I just want you to know that shit was dumb. <laughs> then the way you acted was dumber. And then now you just the dumbest bitch on the show. Like you elevated. How do you elevate to, to the, the shit of the shit? Oh, fuck you, bitch. Mm. Mm. Whew. Correct and on all fronts. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, speaking of dumb, 
So Dr. Aiden is having some kind of issues with his job. <laughs> you know what? When I saw that, uh, Curtis, <clears throat> all I could think of was suffer. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, I don't have a huge issue with Dr. Aiden. I have a huge issue with them acting like it's going to be hard for a doctor to get another job as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that like I was watching this shit and I was like, you know, this is very fucking performative and I don't like it. And it was all for the sake of portraying Mariah as something more than an aggressor and a fucking weirdo. Because for some to have a husband who has been in medicine as long as her has dr aiden probably had motherfuckers probably has if he's still in the process of looking motherfuckers knocking his door down to hire him as a doctor and a education professional when it comes to medicine he has no issues getting a fucking job yep because he held off the top of his head he listed multiple places that they could go where he would probably have similar positions California, what did he say? California, Houston, or North Carolina. Yep. And having options that you don't want to entertain is not the same as being destitute the way Mariah was trying to make it seem. It was like, like, okay, so if the shit don't work out and he got to go somewhere else for a job, okay, but he has the options. It ain't like us regular degular motherfuckers that shit, we lose our job and we up shit's creek until we find something else. Yeah. Well, let's so I decided to Google her husband. Uh oh. His his rating on like uh this site called vitals.com. I've used it before when I want to see, you know, what I if I've been looking for a new doctor or a certain type of doctor. See, his rating is a three point seven out of five. Let's just scroll to some of the ratings. You know, with him being Bangladeshi, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm not trying to be racist, but I'm going to be racist because one of the reviews says Dr. Huck sucks. He did not give my nephew proper treatment. We took my one year old nephew to the ER for difficulty breathing and a terrible cough. Dr. Huck diagnosis wasn't was a double sinus infection however that was inaccurate he sent us home with an antibiotic he did not give breathing treatments during our visit my sister and my niece took the baby to the pediatrician the next day where in fact he was diagnosed as uh having croup and uh when they called back to follow up nobody would return their calls so and that's that's quite a few of his reviews. Damn. Yeah. So maybe they do have something to worry about. (laughs) So I take it back. He better stay where he at, take the demotion and go about his goddamn business. Yeah. I mean, he is an ER doctor. But at the same time, those reviews are hit or miss. You know, it's just people get finicky about their health care. You know, when I first Googled my OB when I was pregnant with London, she had some terrible reviews. And, like, the, the reviews was, like, because she was black, and so it was white people mad that 
she was like basically telling them, I don't need you to tell me how to do my job because if you knew how to do my job, you wouldn't be here in my office. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, it was like an overweight white woman crying that she was like, you know, you, you know, your pregnancy is going to be difficult because you are so overweight and that's just the nature of it. And you have to watch what you eat and you can't pick out like other women do and this, that, and the third. So... Yeah. And that's what I was saying. But it, and also, like I said, he's an ER doctor. And I feel like and I could be wrong, but I feel like ER medicine is a little different than if you just go to a regular doctor and their office. It is, it is because their, their primary goal is to get you enough treatment so that you can go make an appointment with your regular. Physician. Yeah, with your PA, with your. Uh, they are not there to treat you or fully diagnose you. Right. And then that's just the nature of what ER going to the ER does, which is why so many people have stopped going to the ER. Yep. So. Yep. So that's that on that. Um, Dr. Heavenly, she went back to therapy and uh, I don't know. They were just talking, I guess. She did make me laugh when she was like, why is it you always take a big old pause before you say the next thing? And he just kind of had that pensive look on his face. Um, but outside of that, I don't really remember much of what they was talking about. I don't really know what to make of her therapist. And I think you said, alluded to this, like, in an early episode. Because, like, I don't know if it's... Is it, he just don't... I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because... Because he's working with Heavily. Yes, but also because it's being filmed. Fair. And... You, you you know, I I think you have to be very careful with what you present when you doing somebody's therapy. Oh yeah, just for because of the the clip, the privilege and yeah, the, because of the, the the nature of it. So I feel like they they cherry pick or they just have a generic conversation, and then they get into it when the camera's right. not rolling. At least I hope so, because yeah, I, well, I, I, I think I think you probably are right because her. Uh, her energy seems a little different. These episodes go yeah, like I definitely feel like she's doing therapy, but as far as meeting this man and them showing it on film, like you, we know that that's not the real therapy session. It can't be because that's confidential. Yeah, correct. Okay, that's fair because I just like and what? so because of that. But he also seems a little slimy, but that's just the way he's coming across on yeah. film. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's like somebody him just don't curl all the way over. Yeah, but that might be because he's trying to retract and not re reveal stuff that he's not supposed to. Like he has a very in his set in his head that I need to be very mindful of of the conversation that we're having right now because I don't want to dive into the stuff that is the actual therapy session because because if you think about it when they talk it's always very generic like i'm thinking about when i go to therapy and we when we start getting into the stuff you know your therapist really they start if you have a good therapist let me preface it by saying that they do start peeling back layers and plucking strings and 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 navigating and i don't see that but i don't expect to because it's on tv you know and i could see Maybe the beginning of the session with my therapist when they're like, you know, how's how's the how's your week been? 
You know what I mean? Something very generic. You know, you mentioned that you were taking this trip. How did that go? Very generic conversation versus when they get into it, I can see more so of the actual therapy session being, okay, you you remember your sister's room and your father died in there. Let's explore that deeper. They would not show that on film. And she is she is changing. So I won't take that from her. I won't take that from I mean she's still crazy. For now. For now. So yeah, yeah. what the fuck she's on the rest of the season. But yeah. for now. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm going to retract. I'm going to retract. I'm not going to say she's changing because I haven't seen enough. I'm going to say she. Effort. Yeah, she's putting in the effort. I will give her that, and the effort is showing. I yeah. don't want to say she's changing because she. Don't want to give her too many roses. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I th- I think that's just what it is, Jeremy. He just I don't know why he comes. Come, I don't know if it's because he's so light skinned or. <laughs> The way he dress, I don't know what it is, but I, I know what you're saying. I just don't know how to. I I can't pinpoint what it is. Right. Um. So everybody finds out that Quad has filed for divorce and moved because of the blogs. And I want to say before um, I let Candace rip into this situation, all of this is Mariah's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Because if last week when they were at Dr. Jared's uh, housewarming party, if she had not been trying to overshadow Quad and talk over her, Quad probably would have told them, hey, I'm filing for divorce and X, Y, Z. Oh, she had every intention on spilling it. Yeah. yeah. But Mariah would not let her have a moment. Like, Mariah cannot stand not being the center of attention. And when again, when heavenly again, heavenly of all people said, like, let Quad have the floor. They all did. They wanted to hear what Quad had to say. And Quad kept saying that. And Mariah would not shut the fuck up. Now, that was the only part that really uh, annoyed me from last week is that nobody said, Mariah, shut the fuck up and yeah. let this woman speak. If they had done that, I think that would have done two things. Number one, it would have shut Mariah the fuck up. And number two, it would have given Quad the confidence to realize, okay, they really do have my back and they're not just trying to be messy except for Toya. Um, and I, I can feel confident that if somebody starts stepping out of line, somebody else is going to check them. That's really one of the main problems in that group is that when somebody is being out of line towards somebody else, nobody steps in and says, you are fucking up, sis. Tighten it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to Toya and Mariah. Yeah. Because somebody should have been checked Toya's stupid ass about how the way she treats Contessa. Whew. Like, Whew. there's no reason that Dr. Simone or Dr. Jackie hasn't been to Toya and been like, what the fuck is you even doing? Because we got damn sure uh, she's in her cook ass husband. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, my, let me say this. My big issue with this is them expecting quad to bond with them over her fucking divorce yeah over her misery yeah that is fucking weird i don't want to bond over misery i will share with you what's going on with me if i and and then we'll go from there expecting a play by fucking play of what's going on in her deteriorating marriage is very fucking strange to me very intrusive intrusive very insensitive it's like yep. what? 
The other thing that annoys me about this, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to keep saying it because they keep presenting it on the show, is that it it gives a very interesting light to how people define friendship. And the thing that I've noticed is that certain people, people like Toya, they have a finite definition of what friendship is and they don't know how to maneuver when a friendship with someone does not fit into the box that they've molded for it and they have a one size fits all type approach to friendship where i'm as i'm of the mindset and and i i would i would probably note dr jack and dr contessa that you have to meet your friends where they are like you have to define your friendship individually with each friend you can't just say this is what it means to be a friend to me and everybody better fall the fuck in line that is not how friendship works you have to have that like i can case in point my friendship with candace is not the same as my friendship with jeremy because we meet each other at different places do we bond mutually over being trash on this show of course absolutely and in the group chat of course absolutely but however (laughs) separately you know if you are really friends with somebody you know your boundaries with them you know how they move if you're doing friendship correctly yes i understand one thing i understand about curtis is curtis will talk to you about what's going on with him when he's ready and not a minute sooner listen me and quad are the same You, if you call, you call, you text Curtis 20 times a day, want to know what's going on, and then he probably gonna cuss you the fuck out. That's probably what's gonna be the outcome. Mm, Or put you on DND for a while. So it's like, again, like, and furthermore, when, when one of us goes through something, we don't try to use that as a learning opportunity with each other. It's like, damn, I'm sorry this happened to you. Here we here if you need us, but like expecting a play by play of somebody's misery, that shit is so. I don't like that. That's weird to me. Very. It's really fucking creepy. And 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 Eugene reinforces Toya's dumb dumb shit with that because he's like, yeah, you're supposed to tell your friends beforehand when you do stuff, and I'm like, that's what? Like that's not a requisite of friendship. Weird to me is that. That shit is public information. So Quad didn't say a word. Them blogs, those blogs, those they go look for that shit, especially yep. when it's in the when it you've been in the media for your marriage falling apart. Correct. They've been waiting on it. Been tra- they've been probably checking those Georgia, whatever, wherever they got married at, which I'm guessing is in Atlanta. They've been checking them fucking records for months now, waiting to see. Waiting on those divorce uh, papers to slide through the system. You can see when a motherfucker get married. You can see when a motherfucker get divorced. Yep. So uh, they have the pajama the pajama party, and everybody shows up. As we've already stated, Doctor Simone showed up looking the fuck stupid in a Halloween onesie, dressed like a extra from Coco. 
I'm a cocoa face ass bitch. Um, but everybody else had their onesies. Quad didn't really wear a onesie. She had on, you know, but she looked good. Quad had no intention on staying because she knew they was gonna get on some bullshit. Yep. Yep. You yep. could tell. She had her heels on. She was, she was, she was gonna make a, a an appearance. Yeah. Also, shout out. To, uh, what's the what's the lady name from last episode? Curtis. Uh, Dr. Oh, Dr. Jared. Dr. Jared. Yeah. yeah. I like Dr. Jared so far. Yeah. I'm not. I gonna definitely get... think they could take get rid of Mariah and Aiden and bring on Dr. Jared and her husband. I agree. It'll be another. It'll be a couple that. I like for you, but we need somebody we could just totally not like. Yeah. Yeah, because it's different it, with Mariah because at least Toya gives fodder. Yeah, and she is unlikable. Mariah don't give nothing. She's just unlikable, and it's just like, oh, why is you here? Yeah, um, I guess. Um, so yeah, everybody showed up. Doctor Contessa didn't show up, which I don't know why anybody thought she would. Like, girl, you just had surgery. Have a fucking seat. Right. Um, but they did call her. And I did note that Toya was doing the most rolling her eyes and shit while everybody was speaking to Contessa. And, and I was just then, like... And then in the confessional was talking about, eh, heh, heh, I know what my real friends are. I was like, see, this is why you need to get beat the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bitch, listen to everything. Because I feel like Contessa gonna check the fuck out of Toya. I feel like she's gonna check her before then. I, you know, I feel like when Contessa is back to, you know, when she's healed and everything, they, they gonna have another run-in because... Toya has disrespected Contessa at every opportunity. Even when and not, and not even disrespected her family, her health. She, every like shit that you really should fall back on, she's made it a point to disrespect her in those areas. Correct. So I want to see Dr. Contessa just, just unleash, you know. Like, she's very I don't, but I don't know if we're ever gonna see that real, real unleash because I feel like she has so much discipline from hell being a doctor and having been in the air force i think it was the air force yeah it was there. yeah um I, d- I don't know if we'll ever see her really peel back and let to- uh toya have it the way let me let me preface let me rephrase it i don't think dr contessa's ever going to stoop down to the trash level that we like <laughs> and that <laughs> we would stoop down to However, I think she will get Toya together again in her own way. Just like she did when they met up for dinner. And she was like, bitch, I came with an olive branch and you came with a branch up your ass. So <laughs> where do we go from here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that shit, I was just like, ooh. Like, she was, I, mm, I do not like, do, do not like Toya. She can go not like. So uh, a couple of things about the pajama party that had me screaming. When uh, Heavenly was there and Toya showed up, not Toya, uh, who does Heavenly have an issue with? Mariah. And um, Mariah was like, okay, you can't speak. y'all." No, Dr. Jackie was like, I would like for y'all to speak to each other. And, you know, they spoke and and Mariah was like, oh, I like your long johns. And then confessional uh, Heavenly was like, fuck my long johns. Get a job, bitch. How about that? I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> That had me screaming. <laughs> She's like, my long johns, fuck my long johns, get a job. <laughs> um, and so then when they started playing the imitation game, and Heavenly was like, This sounds like an old messy ass game. I was like, I agree. Same. I agree. <laughs> Same. You know, but it was one of those 
weird things where they're like, okay, make us making fun of each other is is how we bond. And I I don't know if that's like an old people thing. I mean, I know we joke on each other in the group chat every now and then, but th- that's not our bonding tool. So I, I was just like, I mean, I don't know. Is this an old people thing or is it a, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. I was just like, okay, Dr. Jack, yeah, okay, I, I guess. Yeah, and then outside of that, you know, to wrap it up, Toya was being childish as usual, and her and Quad got into it again, but then they made up, and yeah, you know, everybody's like, y'all just fussing at each other because it's all out of love, and I was like, I guess. I was like, if you ask me, Toya, just a messy-ass bitch, and you know because yeah it should have been nothing for quad to be like i don't want to be asked questions about this right now i will talk to y'all about it when i feel like it and mariah not mariah what's god damn what's the lady name heavenly heavenly was just like i just want to ask one question are you okay and that should have been the end of it like i don't understand why toya could not because leave it at that yeah, because I felt like Heavenly's question wasn't because Heavenly did two things where I was like, okay, Heavenly, you a crazy motherfucker, but I don't dislike you in this because she was like, because uh, once she asked, she asked, have we been, a, do you feel we've been good friends to you? And if not, uh, what she said, like, how how can we or whatever give you space or whatever? And then she also said, like, I, I want to know, are you okay? I was like, Kevin, that's not bad. You know, I, I, I did a, think that was good. And like you said, that should have been the end of it. Then Toya asked something about, well, I just got a question. And I'm I'm sorry. Like, I can understand the argument being made where, like, well, how did Heavenly get to have, ask a question and Toya don't? And I would argue that Toya don't get to ask a question because nothing through, throughout this whole thing Nothing that Toya has presented has been presented like she actually cares about Quad's well-being. All the, all what Toya has presented is tell me all your business so I can have my opinion about it. Like yeah. nothing been empathetic. Nothing has been displaying any kind of emotional intelligence. Everything about Toya has just been attack, attack, attack. Tell me, tell me, tell me your business. So I understood why Quad was like, I'm going to refrain from specific from answering the more questions and specifically from you Toya, because you have shown me nothing that shows like you care. You just want to know shit. And she was nice about it too. When she said that she was polite. She did. She wasn't like, no bitch. I said no fucking questions. Like I would have been right. Be honest about that. But like I said, they, they, made up and cried on each other's shoulders and hugged titty to titty and whatever. Uh, but from the preview, it don't look like it's going to last. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course you not. Know, it looked like Quad's still going to be going through it and Heavenly going to be there for her, So, But that was it for Married to Medicine. So we can end on Black Ink Crew. So this was episode 7. The power of headbands, which they are really terrible with these episode titles. Ain't they? They have been really, really bad. Because right, I watched it on my phone this morning and by the and it cut off like the headband part. So on the title, when I was clicked on the episode, it just had the power of head. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> then I clicked on the whole thing and it's like the power of the headband. I was like, you. <sighs> yeah. Um, But I'll tell you. 
who need the power of headbands, Jada and Donna, because them wigs, child. <laughs> them wigs. <laughs> Ooh. So <laughs> Jada shows up to Donna's apartment and with a terrible wig, that same terrible blue wig that she always got on. Looking like Sunday. And Donna had on a purple wig. And they commiserated because um, Jada's cousin got shot at a, a, was it like a Puerto Rican day parade or something like that? Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't care one bit about that sob story. <laughs> I was like, oh, your cousin got shot. Yeah. Can we move on to the company retreat? Yeah. That's all. I literally only wrote Jay the cousin got shot. Like, that was all I wrote just so I would remember that it happened. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Man, this is just me. Like, I wouldn't put no shit like that on TV. That's just me. Well, I mean, what else does Jada have? But you see how they used it. So I feel like it was still strategic. I feel like it was still strategic. Yeah, it was. Because what? Anyway, we'll get there. Um. So, yeah, the company retreat. Sky don't know how to blow a whistle. Everyone um, <laughs> animated bitch like God. <laughs> yeah, if she wouldn't have done all that flailing around, maybe her ass would have had the lung capacity to blow that whistle the right way. But, you know, her titties look nice, I guess. Uh, so they were supposed to be going to the water park, but it ended up raining. So they drove to Bumblefuck, New Jersey. That that was a sign, like y'all don't need to do this shit, right? And uh, so they end up going to a, a axe throwing spot, and mm, they were throwing axes. And then Alex came, uh, being hella passive aggressive and a little bit re- weird. Love it. He was throwing his axes and he basically was like, I'm I'm over people taking my kindness for weakness and I'm over blah 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 and I'm over you, Donna. And I was just like, Boy, just, I'm just sitting there watching, like, okay. I would that shit felt like some some shit that would, stage play. Right. It felt like some shit that would have been in like a, a Disney Channel <laughs> original movie. Over you, Donna. I was like, okay. I was like, this is the most Ayala ass exercise I've ever damn seen. Uh, I don't know. I think Ayala's smart enough not to have weapons in the, on the premises. Fair enough. Um, never mind. I did. On the premise, as long as that bitch and them chompers are there. Yeah. I thought he had dumped Donna, but you know, he didn't. They... Well, he overreacted, but at the same time, Curtis made a good point in the pregame. If if that nigga would have came through, I believe Donna would have fucked him. Yeah, if Mo had actually shown up to her house, like I said, the only reason she's innocent, she's innocent by lack of opportunity. And yeah. I truly yeah. believe that if Mo had shown up, we would be having a whole different conversation. And they would be having a whole different conversation because she's her whole thing is I didn't do anything wrong because he didn't show up exactly because he didn't show up not because hey, you didn't have intentions of doing it. Been making wrong. payments. 
<laughs> oh, y'all get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because the episode of my show that's going out this week, my guest brought up pussy payments too, and I'm just like, can I not get away from? The- <laughs> um. <sighs> So they were doing whatever. They found they went to the house and they would I don't know what was going on and Sky was naked for no reason. Uh which is like a day in a while. Yeah. So Donna like got these candles and shit like she was about to call on the spirits. <laughs> and she had a plate of steak and was I guess <laughs> and that's supposed to be their little thing like bonding over, you know, cow flesh. Because <laughs> what did he say? It was like his the, his the first time he went to her house, she cooked him a T bone steak, and she cooked him a T bone steak every time he go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, so your triglycerides are up. Okay, got it. Right, right. Um, last draw just hot in the motherfucking y'all just having stink sex. Yeah, smelling like old beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pussy Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> Show title. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of, of steak, so they decided to commis- I'm a, to commemorate them making up and still being a couple, which mm, they tattooed a little T-bone steak on each other. And I was just like, mm. All them years down have been at that goddamn shop and that bitch still can't tattoo. <laughs> My whole thing was I was just like the culmination of musty love is I guess it's different. How you cook it, how you tattoo a steak and it still look undercooked? <laughs> I was like, that steak is not cooked well. Because they you know, yeah, because cause on her, I can't remember what it looked like on him because I wasn't paying attention. But on her, he was coloring it in red, and I was like, "Well, why is the steak raw?" I guess the mess was smell. I don't. Mm. I mean, he love it, so I guess. <laughs> no, account, no accounting for taste. All right, all right. Yeah, this I count. Speaking of smelling like backwoods, um, hey. What the fuck? They, listen, they need a they need a human resources because they didn't. This Toki bitch, listen. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that I took from it, and, and God forgive me, because you know that we on this show we are always about believing women, believing victims and survivors. Um, but Toki felt performative. Yeah. And weird. And. Yeah, it um, definitely felt like she used past trauma as, for a storyline. Yeah, and, and then because it was like when her phone rang, and I was like, "Why you don't got this nigga number blocked?" Mm, right. Why is he able to contact you? And it was it was just a lot, and not blaming her because no woman deserves abuse. But like Curtis said, it's not that we don't believe her; we just feel like she used this for a. A decent storyline. Yeah. Or on, on, on top of being coupled with it, does not look like she's getting 
the help that she obviously needs yeah. to deal with that situation because I'm not saying she's wrong or anything like that for, because that phone call set her off, but that should be enough of an indication that I need additional help processing oh. this. Yes. It should not you, like you shouldn't just be letting yourself or letting that person get you in that space. And if you realize that it's happening, then you, I would think, want to be doing something about it because, I, you know, we're not, I'm not shaming her victimhood at all, but it's a different thing when your victimhood is putting people in that position when they don't, because they don't know you. Right. And so nobody, they don't know what you capable of or what you was about to do. Right. If somebody would have punched you in the mouth because they thought you was about to start trying to hack people, they would have been in in the right because they don't know what you're going through. Yeah. And you have to I'm take so some personal accountability in, in that situation. And I'm so tired of Donna being in her feelings about a job that uh that bitch with the blue hair ain't won't. Yeah. Yeah. You want to fight yeah, that. Yeah. You had an opportunity to take her job back before they hired Toki, and that's the, and that's why Young Bay hired her because she told Bay she like I don't work here no more. Yep. Yeah. She was trying to incite a revolution with Bay. Yeah. That's literally my fr- my. Fr- you, you, you gotta quit, Bay. And Bay was like, "Huh? Quit who? Who? Who gonna quit?" Bay was like, renting New York like, too goddamn high." Bay was like, "Girl, I just had a baby. What do you? What are you even saying?" Quit where? Yeah. Shake, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of shake, so Jada showed up to the house because Donna texted her the address. And I thought, I'm sorry, but I thought this was performative too because I think they said they rode like a couple hours to get to where they were. And Jada came like, I didn't want to be alone because, you know, my cousin just got shot and I'm going through it. And so I was a couple of things on that. I was like, number one, you chose. He didn't die. Number two, you chose to be away from being able to visit your cousin in the hospital at the time (laughs) to go crash this house with people that you don't work with no more. And then I told you you fired on multiple occasions. Don't want your ass there. And they don't want you around. And number three, you didn't have anybody else that you could lean on. I find that very hard to believe. That you don't have nobody else that you could have solicited so that you didn't have to be alone for the weekend after your cousin got shot. Like Donna and motherfuckers in the shop that don't treat you like shit. The only people that you know, come on. Yeah. Like you go over there talking about, and so when Teddy being the bitch that he is, of course he start turning up because I'm just like, which, which I know we rightfully dragging Jada because that shit didn't look believable at all. Performative. Big back wildebeest. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> correct, Candace. But I was like, see, here go Teddy doing what he do, jumping off at the mouth because literally, literally, one, if he wouldn't keep his dick out of shot pussy, we literally would not be here. Also, if he would have sat down well not if he wouldn't have jumped up and been captain save a hole when jada and tati was in when they was in new orleans and jada came to that shop to squash shit with tati we wouldn't be here and i was like here you go again teddy being a a piece of bitch ass fat ass little kid of price ass nigga yeah being captain save a hole 
and so, jump into conclusions. Go, go ahead, Curtis. Jada went full Tyler Perry's um, Medea Mid- family reunion. And yeah. uh, she was in there. I didn't come here for this. <laughs> and I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that impersonation was spot on. <laughs> With no tears. And I was just like, all right. I just I just felt like she used that as you know continuation of her storyline. Um, yeah. I agree, I agree, yeah. but I also I also was happy We're that Tina felt like. A, yeah, I, uh, I I don't disagree. I agree, but I also was happy that Teddy felt like a piece of bitch because he deserves. Yeah. So. Oh man, I really feel like a dick just Good. now. Just right, here. you've been a dick for seasons. What is you even saying? Right. Right, you being a dick is how we got here in the first goddamn. Correct, place. you not knowing where to stick your dick. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah we can move on. So the last thing, <clears throat> Young Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Young <laughs> Bay, her mom comes to visit. So before her mom gets there, the day before her mom gets there, she tells Rob her boyfriend. I don't think they got married, did they? They engaged. Oh, okay. Her yeah, they engaged. Whatever. Um, that she just had a baby with. She tells him the day before <laughs> that her mama is coming to stay. It for an extended stay, I should say. Like months. <laughs> Literally months. And I was saying that in the pregame. I, you know, like I've worked with people that that's like a tradition. Like if they're if their parents still live in Vietnam or India or something like that, it's kind of tradition. Like, yeah, my, my, my in-laws come and they stay for three to four months. But for her to tell that nigga that the day before his, her mama was getting there (laughs) was just like, girl, what is you doing? And so that whole thing, the whole thing has just been a whole bay. What is you doing? So, she didn't tell her, her man that her mama was coming for an extended stay till the day her mama was getting there. She did not tell her mama that she is engaged to and had a baby with a black man. Although they yeah, did, they were very careful with the language to say non-Korean. They didn't mention him actually being black. Uh-huh. But uh I don't know if that I was I don't know. Go ahead, sorry. I, yeah, I that's why I was like, ooh, young baker eat shit. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, hmm, if if he was Korean or if he was some other form of Asian or Japanese or Oriental or I don't know the right Korean, whatever it may be, had he been any other form of the any form of that, that is, uh, she would have sent her mom plenty pictures. Yep. Sorry, not sorry. So her mom showed up to the airport and they met up and. Her mama had hella questions, which understandably so. Her mom was like, you know, what does he look like? You never send any pictures. And Bay is is stalling and making up lies and excuses. Her mama was like, is he ugly? Like, what is the deal? What is going on? She was like, oh, he don't like to take pictures. Now, her mom does not speak English. So they were speaking in Vietnamese. And so then her mama was like, girl, you fat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my mom was dragging the shit out of her and Bay was like no I'm thick this is my thickness I think she, her mom understands a little bit of English she had to have Yeah. Bay was like no this is thickness and her mom was like no still fat 
in Vietnamese. She's like, no, you still fat. So they go to the house and her mom sees Rob and she damn near looked like she had seen a ghost. And at first I was like, her mom about to be hella racist, but she wasn't. She was like, why you have your shoes on in this house? <laughs> right, right next to the baby. Next to the baby. She was like, why you don't get up and greet me and bow? She was like, what the fuck? Who raised this heathen? And I too, I was like, yeah, who the fuck raised you? Like, you don't get up and meet and greet somebody's parent properly. Well, Why you got your shoes on your own furniture? I was like, who raised this nigga? <laughs> yeah. He just sat on the couch like, and Young Bay was sitting there lying, you know, mi- mistranslating between the two of them. So her mama's sitting there basically reading him for filth and got him waving like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Cause I definitely listened to, I I think I can speak for all of us. We was like, cause we were talking pregame. We were like, at first we thought young baby mama was gonna be racist, but we was like, I mean, we can't really fault her cause we we had all the same reactions. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not any type of uh, Korean. It, but don't put your goddamn feet on my table, especially yeah, when she was right. Yeah, like, especially by my baby. And right. two, when my mama walk in the motherfucking house, you speak to her. Right. Correct. Like we, it wasn't even uh, cultural lines that we were just talking about decency Common and respect. decency. Yeah. Yes, manners. Manners. That's why I said, "Who raised you that you don't have no fucking manners?" Yeah. We were trying um, to figure out maybe it's a New York nigga thing, but we don't know none. We really don't know none about Rob. So I don't know because Mike Mike don't put his feet on the table. So I was just yeah, like, I, I think I, I think that's just a dusty nigga thing. That ain't no New York nigga thing. That's just a dusty nigga thing. Like he was just being he was being dusty and mad disrespectful. Because I know a lot of people who make sure to speak to their future in laws when they enter a room. So. Hell, even and if they're not in-laws. This even was your first time meeting her. You definitely should have done a lot better, my nigga. Yeah. yeah. Now, some of the fault does go to Bay because oh, she plenty. did not she did not tell him about the customs and about him having to bow. Because I would not have known to bow, but I would have gotten up and greeted her properly because I have manners. But that's the kind of shit that you tell a nigga. Like, okay, hey, I'm Vietnamese. This is the custom. When my mom comes in, you greet her and you also bow. Correct. And I would be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not redneck trash. If that's somebody else's custom, then I will uh, adhere to it. Just like I would expect. Okay, you coming into my household, a southern household? When you come in, you make sure you greet, you be respectful, be mindful of your, you know hands take your shoes off stuff like right. that i wouldn't and, and i would expect the person to be like okay cool if that's not what they used to but don't exactly. just have me out here fighting blind don't have me out here looking the fuck stupid she had she had rob out here look looking the fuck she and let me rephrase she aided him out here being him looking, looking the fuck, fuck stupid, stupid. yeah yeah because he looked the fuck stupid period yeah he looked stupid on his own plenty because he should have at least gotten up. Like he should have known that, if nothing else. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so they, like I said, Young Bay was mistranslating between the two of them, and then they went into the room and closed the door in his face, and that was pretty much that on that. And he was like, "Can I have Nico?" And Young Bay was like, "No." Shout out to her mama though, because she came in, she got over the shock of seeing him, 
and she went straight for the baby. Like she wasn't, she wasn't about, she wasn't for play play. He like, who is this cab driver you got in here with that? <laughs> 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 and she went straight for her grandson, and you know she was instantly in grandma mode, but she was definitely checking the fuck out of him. Oh so, yeah, she just she was not in the mood for none of his bullshit. Yeah, and so in the preview, it looked like some shit gonna go down because it looked like he's storming off. Um, and we're gonna see what else happens. And that was pretty much it on Black Ink Crew. Yeah. Um, so we have any final thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Uh, no. Damn. That was dry. That yeah, was dry. it was dry. We squeeze we squeeze a lot out of it as we usually do, but it on on whole it was dry. Yeah, we did we we did what we could. Mm. Yeah, shout out to our sister Candace being back, and she definitely came with the drags and the comedy. And I was like, I'm just and I said that to Jeremy. Uh, I don't, I think in a individual text, I was like, I'm just gonna sit back and let Candace be Candace. Yeah. I feel like I've been cutting up enough anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. I listened to the shows while I was gone. I was like, look at these motherfuckers making me proud. <laughs> um, one thing I will mention that I don't know if y'all saw, and I didn't do my homework before this episode because I was I decided to sleep instead. Um, before from Black Ink Crew Chicago, he came out, I think it's a single. <laughs> And it's like four and his brother. So it's four in the middle and it's a bunch of niggas. And I'm assuming those are, I guess those are all his brothers. And Don is there too. And they have on these jackets. So I don't, I don't know what kind of song this is. I don't know if it's all his brothers on the song too. Mm. Or if they just calling that what kind of gimmick it is. But I feel like everybody has done their due diligence. So for the next episode, which will not be next week, it'll be the week after. I'm gonna listen to whatever this is, and we're gonna see what's what. Because if you remember from previous episodes before Black and Crew Chicago ended, I was dragging for about his uh, mediocre music. So I'm gonna give him a chance, and I'm gonna listen to this, and I'm gonna listen to his song "Help," and I'm gonna report back my findings. And I think that's it. I don't have anything else. I don't have yeah, I'm good. Well, you guys, remember, uh, leave us ratings on iTunes. Buy some merch from Teespring. Buy some merch. Perch merch. Yeah, perch some merch. And as Jeremy always says, be a great a hoe, not a hate a hoe. Yeah. And that's it. And the benediction for this week is Thou, give us better filler episodes because these were filler episodes. We've gotten to that point in each season, but do better. Thank you so much. Yep, and we will see y'all in two weeks. Yeah.